Welcome back to another Tech Doctor podcast. I am Robert, one of the Tech Doctors, and along with me, as always, is Allison Malloy, and maybe David Woodbridge will be joining us later on, but he's not here at the moment. But Allison, welcome back to another Tech Doctor podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Merry Apple Christmas. Yes, Merry Apple Christmas <laughs> to you, too. It sure feels that way, and does. I just hope Santa Claus has a few uh, few coins in his or her pockets because yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what it's going to take for it to be a Merry <laughs> Apple Christmas, I'm afraid. That's right. Well, this was an interesting event. It was done uh, typically as they have traditionally started doing them now via uh, video, and it was audio described, which I've really come to appreciate, and of course... It was interesting that they began uh, with with a video where they showed some very emotional statements from people who literally had their lives saved because of their Apple Watch, either because they they were having heart problems or something else was going on with a a woman who was pregnant and uh, she got to the hospital in time to save her life and, and her child's life. And so it, it, the theme was kind of birthdays. They were all celebrating their birthdays. And the end of the thing was these people are all celebrating birthdays they didn't think they were going to have this year. So I don't know. You know, I, I personally am excited that Apple Watch is providing this service for people. And I don't blame Apple for highlighting it. And it's just interesting to me that a, that a tech company like them chose to pull on emotion to start the show. I'm just curious whether you know whether you just kind of hearing that, whether you have any thoughts one way or another about that. Well, my goodness, when I do get to watch the Apple event, I, may, I better have some tissues nearby. <laughs> that's um, that's amazing, and it, it makes sense when you think about it because Apple always when they're when they're um, talking about their products they are usually couching it in terms of how it makes you feel and being surprised and delighted um and so it makes sense that they would go into kind of these deeper emotions as they talk about um the apple watch because i remember when this first came when the apple watch first came out um gosh 10 almost 10 years ago now um you know one of the i said this is going to save people's lives, and and it clearly has. And I think, I think it's um it's great that they're that they're showing that. Hopefully, it means more people will get them, and the cycle of saving lives will just continue. Yeah, and I think some people would say it's marketing, but I think it's more than that. Honestly, it's 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 really true that the health benefits that the watch offers are substantial. So anyway, that was kind of an interesting way to start it out. I thought. Uh, Tim told us that there were only going to be two products talked about today in this keynote, the the watch and the phone. Um, he did mention some of the things that had been mentioned in June about the new Mac Studio, the new 15-inch uh, MacBook Air, and so on. And, of course, they're out there, and, and they're exciting. But that was not at all. Uh, they weren't mentioned again today. So that wasn't a part of this presentation other than just a mention them in passing. So it's kind of interesting that we started out with the, the watch 
and uh, Jeff Williams came up and he talked about the Next Generation Series 9 uh, has a new chip, which is not surprising. They almost always have, have a new chip. It seems like each year now that Apple's doing their own silicon. Um, it, it's it's the, the first um, chip of its type and I think it's exciting. Uh, they talked about it. It would give the watch 18 hours of battery life. I don't remember if that's the same or more than what they said last year, but that certainly gives you a full day of battery life, which is a good thing. They talked about how all of the processing now that you do with Siri is going to be on device. So when you do things like ask Siri to start an outdoor walk or, or in a timer or any other things, uh, Siri no longer has to go to the internet um, when, when you're using the watch. So that should, I say should, we haven't seen it yet, but we hope that will improve Siri performance. Uh, what do you think about all that? Well, I think that's pretty cool. I tend to upgrade every couple of Apple watches ever since about the Series 4. For a while there, I was getting them every year because voiceover performance was sluggish in the beginning. But since about the Series 4, I've upgraded every couple. So I've got the Series 8. I'm interested in a couple of things on the Series 9. Definitely the the onboard Siri, although I find Siri just on the Series 8 to be fairly fast. Um, There's also another maybe you could enlighten me because I I didn't actually watch the keynote yet. There's some sort of gesture that's going to be kind of unique to the new round of Apple watches. Is that correct? Yes. uh, They, they, they call um, the gesture interesting enough. They call it double tap. Okay. And it's, it's actually a, a tapping gesture where you tap your thumb and your index finger. And what that gesture does is it, does whatever the, the the dominant app's primary function is, is what that gesture does. And they, they showed people doing all kinds of things like starting and stopping timers and hanging up and answering phone calls and doing various things that are much easier to do if your hands are tied up and you need to just make something happen this is going to be a way to do that. And we'd seen something like this in an accessibility feature in early versions of the watch, but apparently this is no longer an accessibility feature. It's something that they've further developed into the point where it's now a mainstream feature. Well, that's pretty incredible. So it's kind of like the Apple Watch Series 9 answer to the action button only it's kind of virtual because you're just literally using your fingers that's neat yeah and it means you don't have to touch your watch to make something right. happen and it's it's going to be I, I, i'm not so sure um one thing that was commented on somebody commented on was when the person was doing it they uh, sort of raised up their hand and the question became do you have to raise your hand up to get it to recognize this gesture yeah, or, or is it, were they simply raising their hand so that their hand could be seen on video? We don't really know the answer to that yet. 
Because I, yeah, I don't hopefully. know, it, it seems like it could potentially be a bit problematic if you have this feature on and every time you touch your thumb and your forefinger together, it does something right. on your watch. So I just don't know yet, but it's going to be interesting to, to try it out and see, you know, how it works exactly. Yeah, you'll have to let me know if you get one. Yeah, um, they they have a new a name drop feature, which allows you to share, uh, much like with AirDrop, your contact information just from watch to watch. And so I, I think that's that's kind of a cool thing. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. So the Series 9, you know, is clearly an incremental upgrade. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a, mine is a Series 6, so I'm kind of ready for a potential upgrade. Sure. But it, it looks like it's going to be, um, you know, some pretty cool things. Another thing they added was the ability to ping your iPhone from the watch. So if you need to find your phone, you can now have your watch do that for you. And it, it gives you, they said, both haptic and audible feedback as you're locating your phone, I guess, as you get closer, closer to it or whatever. Um, there's a new interface with the uh, HomePod that allows you to do more with the HomePod from the watch. When you walk up to your HomePod, it automatically starts giving you information about apparently what's playing and how to control it and things like that. Now, that's intriguing because I just kind of got back into the HomePod world with the Generation 2 big HomePods. And, oh, they sound glorious, Oh, by they the way. do. They really yeah. do. Uh, it's now got an edge-to-edge display, and that's going to be interesting to see if that really makes any difference or not with voiceover. Mm-hmm. I'm not not sure about that, but apparently it's it's something that they're excited about in terms of how information is appearing on the screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they have made the Series Nine completely carbon neutral by Mm -hmm. doing various recycling of parts and things like that. But it's the first Apple product to become completely carbon neutral. And this was something they had a goal for all their products by 2030, but the Apple watch is already there. So they were, they were excited about that. Well, yeah, that's a great start. I mean, we have one Earth. We have not unlimited resources, so we should be responsible. I, li- I like that. Yeah, they they had an interesting video where, and it was it, it's really worth watching if you go back and watch the keynote where they had uh, Tim Cook and other Apple executives in a room and they had a woman come in who was acting the part of playing mother nature and she really grilled them on what they're doing you know for the environment and all that mm. and apple was kind of uh trying to respond in a way that would not anger mother nature mm-hmm. and 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 mother nature was eventually pretty satisfied with with what they're doing but it was an interesting way <laughs> to present all of that environmental mm. information well, that's cool. I like how they can be entertaining and a little bit like self-deprecating 
with yeah. how they how they do things sometimes. Uh, yeah, a little new side to Apple presenting it itself. You know, normally Apple yeah. doesn't. You don't see Apple standing back and letting Mother Nature rule the rule the room, but that's how this was presented. Mm-hmm. So um, it it looks like the um, their Apple is completely doing away with all leather products. No more leather cases of any kind. Okay. Uh, again, this is part of the environmental uh, stuff that they're working on. They've developed mm-hmm. a new fabric, which they call fine woven, and it's mm. for watch band and cases and, and okay. other products that used to have leather. Um, okay. They also have a knitted uh, series of cases, and uh, they also have a, a band uh, made of rubber for the watch now. And there, there are new Nike uh, sports bands that are all very environmental friendly. So, I mean, that, that was a big part of this whole watch presentation was about how hard uh, Apple is telling us that they're working on protecting the environment. So that, I thought that was kind of interesting. That's very interesting. And I'm very, very curious to check out this um, fine woven material and also the knitted. I, I like, um, I do knit. So it'd be interesting to see how it feels. They then moved on to the Apple Watch Ultra 2, which was announced. And I don't really, it's getting the same uh, gesture feature that Mm -hmm. we just talked about in in the Series 9. And it's been tested more widely in a lot of different altitudes and underwater and has the same great battery life. But, you know, I don't have an Ultra, so I don't have the kind of hands-on experience with it that that people who have one. I think think maybe David Woodbridge has one, but he's not here at the moment as far as I know. I don't hear him anymore. I think he does have one, and then I have a friend who has one, and I got to see it. It's not as big and clunky as I thought it would be. It it doesn't feel bad, and I maybe would consider if it wasn't quite as expensive <laughs> as it is. Yeah, um, because that action button is nice, and the um, the speaker um, is nice, and of course the extended battery life. But maybe sometime down the road, if they come down in price a little. Well, that is interesting that you say that because I've just always assumed that it would be way too big for me Mm -hmm. but i've never seen one so i really don't know that but i i don't need one honestly i'm perfectly happy with the series nine although for the first time i'm really considering getting the stainless steel model i've always just gotten the least expensive one the what is it plastic i guess the aluminum aluminum okay aluminum aluminum. that sounds yeah We'll call it aluminum. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds better. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, but I'm uh, especially Vicky has been frustrated with hers getting s- scratched up some, and mm-hmm. so she she really wants to try something different. But I, I've never tried the stainless steel model before. My very first watch was a stainless steel model. Now I found it to be just a tad on the heavy side, but that was literally the series one. Yeah. And it's undergone lots and lots and lots of, of 
refinements and design changes since then. So I think I would consider the stainless steel again, too, if I was upgrading. I would expect it to be a bit heavier, although I've done okay with with the aluminum, so maybe I should... Mm -hmm. Get her the stainless steel and me get the aluminum. I don't know. We'll see. There you go. <laughs> it's hard to know. We'll see how it, how it all shakes out. But you can order the new watches today. Nice. And I think they ship, as far as I know, a week from Friday, just, just as mm-hmm. the phones do, as they typically do. Right. Um, but, but apparently the watches are available for order online today. So then we go back to Tim and we start talking about the new iPhone 15. And the iPhone 15 is going to get the uh, dynamic island. So that's going to be a nice feature for people who like it, who get the 15. And I've kind of enjoyed the dynamic island in certain situations. I don't know whether you have made much use of it yourself or not. I personally have not, um, but it's it's never like been in my way or anything. And occasionally it will display just a little more information, which is helpful. Um, but no, I haven't found it to be like super life changing just yet. Maybe as it comes to more models now, um, enterprising developers will will find more interesting uses for it. Yeah, I think as developers support it more, that will be true. It is useful, and uh, we'll see um, how you know what people think about it. Who maybe decide to get the fifteen, mm-hmm. and and uh, they they now can benefit from it, whereas that wasn't true last year. So I'm glad to see it yeah. co- come down the line. They're using more recycled content on the phones, and the 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 fifteen does have a 48 megapixel camera so they've made some advances on the camera and it has some new uh, telephoto options and it looks like you know honestly um they've they've gone out of their way i think in some ways to make the iphone 15 quite attractive and seems like they're making more of a distinction between people who just need and want an iPhone mm-hmm. versus people who want and need a Pro. And that's just kind of interesting to me to see Apple moving in that direction a little bit more. You really got to, you get really, seems like you really need to really decide, I want some of these specialized features if, you, mm-hmm. if you're going to pay the extra money and go for the Pro. Yeah, I like it though because it, it means that for the people who just kind of want a phone that will do everything that they want it to do and then some this jump up to the to the 15 is a very attractive sounding option um you know i think of like people like my parents who like iPhones and who use them for a lot of things and and shoot videos of the grandkids and stuff with them, but they're never going to take advantage of a lot of the more pro features, Um, you know, but, you know, and that's a lot of people. So I'm excited, you know? Well, Vicki says we're never going to get the iPhone mini away from her. So that's where she is at the moment. She has no interest in a phone the size of the 15 um, 
but anyway, she she, uh, she she's hanging on to the mini for dear life. So we'll see. Oh, and they just discontinued that. I saw. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, yeah. So, so hopefully we'll it'll get OS updates for a while. Yeah, we'll see how long she's able to do that. But I yeah. understand. I understand why she really likes that size. It it fits her. Sure. Um, the the fifteen uh, does have the same chip that was in the 14 pro last year. Mm -hmm. So I I I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's a nice little bump up. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there, as far as connectivity goes, uh, they, they have added the second generation ultra wideband chip. So they were talking about how you can now use your phone to guide you to your friend who has an iPhone. If you're, for example, if you're in a crowded train station, interesting. <laughs> so that might be really interesting for 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 blind folks too. Who yes, are trying to find each other. That's cool. And is that through like the Find My app, or is that in another? Is it in maps or did they get into specifics on that? uh, They really didn't. So I'm not quite sure. I'm guessing probably through find my, that there's a way you can, you know, track your, your friend. If, if they've given you permission that you, that it can Mm -hmm. take you right to where, right to where their phone is, which is kind of interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So the, and, and they, they, showed uh, the noise isolation feature which really lets you block out noise if it works as well as it, it did on the video lets you block out noise from the microphone they were in a a crowded marketplace and mm-hmm. you could just hear all kinds of noise in the background and she said wait a minute and tapped the, the noise blocking feature and every bit of the noise disappeared on her phone call so the nice. person she was talking to had her in complete silence at that point. Um, oh, that's so, cool. So that's interesting. They've introduced a new Find My by Satellite feature, which is going to allow, if you subscribe, I guess, to AAA, for example, it's going to allow AAA to, to find you and provide you roadside service if you need it, if you don't have cellular connectivity uh, it can be done through a satellite and, oh that's handy and that feature is going to be available free of charge for the next two years they didn't say what's going to happen after that but anyway mm-hmm. it's just just kind of some things that are that are that they were talking about that are going to be available on this phone as far as um you know other connectivity wired connectivity it is uh, going to be going to their rumored USB-C connector on these phones. And they are making a new pair of ear pods, the wired ones, available mm-hmm. with a USB-C connector. And they, they've, they're, the MagSafe accessories are being changed now to this new fine-woven uh, material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining that's going to work really well. And of course, the, these these iPhone 15 is in the two different sizes, and mm-hmm. uh, the smaller one is 7.99, and the 
larger one starts at eight ninety nine. So they haven't gone up on the prices of those as far as I know. Well, that's really great because I know there was some pretty major concerns in the rumor mill that that might happen. So I'm glad that it didn't. That's really great. And then as for switching to USB-C, I mean, it's about regardless of how it came about or what, you know, what country made Apple do it or didn't or how whatever reason they had for this switch. It's it's really about time. Um and it's going to allow for much, much faster charging and uh, just more ability to to um, get. Of course, you're still going to need, you know, MFI certified cables and things, but a lot of places will uh, will soon, you know, get that certification and you'll have a lot of choices from which you can get cables and blocks and things. So, yeah, it's yeah. exciting. It's the right move. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what they've even enhanced USB-C even more on the pro model but we'll get to that in yes. a minute uh, so the next the next thing was uh jaws talking about iphone pro and it he, he first began talking about how the iphone pro is now made of titanium Ooh. and so that makes it uh significantly lighter than mm-hmm. the iphone 14 Pro that I have, and that's a welcome change for me. I've gotten used to the Pro being as heavy as it is, but a a lighter phone is a very good thing. It will make my pocket very happy. I think that <laughs> uh, they've made it now has thinner uh, borders, and mm-hmm. they've reduced the dimensions a, a little bit, but it, they have not changed the size of the display. Um, so they have a 6.1 inch pro and a 6.7 inch max is, is what they are. And, and that's then they, so cool how they can do that. I, I love how they can just use the bezels and borders to, to shrink it down a little bit, but keep that screen size the same. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, they talked a little more then about what's gone on to, to the development of this titanium design. I think there's sort of four different colors one of them being just the natural titanium color and apparently that's sort of a gray and the other three colors are a little different shades (laughs) of that basic color so not Mm -hmm. not much not much happening exciting color wise on the titanium pro and that's personally fine with me i could care less yeah same here i always i put it in a case anyway some people may care about that yeah yeah i I don't use a case but uh, most people do um so that's kind of the the deal with the titanium situation and i i'm looking forward to trying a titanium phone me too the uh the next thing feature that was discussed was the ring silence switch which is now going to be a new what they're calling an action button and what as I understand it and I'm not quite sure that I understand it correctly but my understanding from what I heard was at least how I think it works is that this this can be a multi-function button and you can assign lots of different things to the button like if you want it to activate a shortcut or if you want it to activate some accessibility um, option or something like that you can do that my understanding Mm -hmm. is 
right now at least, is that the the button itself by default, if you press and hold it, that toggles you between mute and unmute. Okay. But if, but if you do a short press on the button, that's where you get to use whatever you've customized it to do. At least that's my understanding of it at the moment. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. We have to see it to, to make sure about that. But that's what I got from from the presentation. And apparently the when you press and hold for mute or unmute, you, you get haptic feedback that lets you know which state you're in. Oh, so excellent. I, okay. I, don't, I don't really... Um, you know, I, I I thought, well, I'm not sure I'm going to like a switch that you don't actually flip. And if you flip it one way, you know where you're at. And if you flip it the other way, mm-hmm. you know you know whether you're unmuted or muted. But I I think this is going to be just fine based on how they were describing it. I I just doubt we'll have much trouble with it. Yeah, I think it's going to be okay. I'm looking forward to playing with all the different things that you can do with it to decide you know, which, um, which action I want to assign the button to. I'm wondering if you can maybe have multiple presses of it to do other actions. I don't know. We'll have to yeah, that was really it. unclear. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have to see about that. I hope so, because it'd be nice if, if you can just do more than two things with it or three things right. with it. Right, I so, agree. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, there's now a new standby option, which sounds like, what's been on the watch for a long time which is you can turn the phone on its side and it will display the time or display information in a little different way to be used at at night time i'm not sure how useful if at all that will be with voiceover but that that is something they're offering um of course we have the a new chip with a new GPU. And this is the first three nanometer chip that has been used. And uh, so they went on to talk more about some of the technicalities of the chip, but I'm not going to try to go through all that. It sounds like it's it's a, a, a pretty good step forward. And this is the, the A17 Pro chip, they're calling it. And then we get on to the new USB-C connector, and there's a new USB-C controller on the Pro model that's not on the other model, and it allows you to use a USB-C high-speed cable and get extremely fast transfers, even possible to plug your phone, if you need to, directly into a hard drive so you can shoot video and just have it you know being being stored directly onto the hard drive and some some people will find that useful or or yes worthwhile um that's very exciting it's got the same 48 megapixel camera as the uh, other phone that we just talked about but it does have some enhancements especially in low light because this phone has the lidar um which which the the regular 15 does not have so the 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 and the pro max has you know a, a little more 
powerful camera options, especially for doing certain kinds of zooming than mm-hmm. the, the regular Pro has. So uh, I, that's pretty much it as far as, well, that, well, they did mention that there is something now, you can shoot something called spatial video, and then you can share this video with with uh with people and they can get a very real uh experience of what it was like to actually be at that event i guess it's sort of like a they don't call it this but sort of like a 3d kind of image or something yeah and it's also going to be uh something that's going to be compatible with with apple's new uh what are they calling it that they're all vision pro vision pro yeah. yeah which is going to be out they said on time this year they're expecting very cool and finally if you are really really needing it you can get yourself either a six terabyte or a 12 terabyte iCloud plan wow so, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got a two terabyte one and yeah and, and we share that with the three of us and that's fine. Yeah, TJ and I share it and it's that's I'm I we're not needing more than that right now. But it's nice to know it's there. If you do, it's it's yeah. there. And the these phones are going to go on sale on Friday. They are the nine starting at nine ninety nine for the pro and eleven ninety nine for the pro max but and i think last year it was 10.99 but they did up the storage on the uh 11.99 one from 128 to 256 so and that's pretty incredible i if if only for that i will probably get the max yeah i i imagine you store a lot more stuff on your phone than i do i so much of my stuff now is in the cloud well, mine is, but I, I like having the option, you know, yeah. if I'm especially now in my in my job as a, the supervisor for our statewide um, independent living older blind program, I'm traveling more. So uh-huh. I'm sometimes places where um, where I don't always have great reception. So I would like the option to being able to download stuff. Yeah, you might want to you might want to have a, a lot of books on there or or yeah. maybe even a lot of, I don't know, YouTube content or something that is pretty uh, storage intensive. So Sure. Yeah, so, so that is nice. So what do you think? I mean, you know, now that you've kind of heard what was covered, what are your impressions of it all? Well, I think it was a, it sounds like a solid event and I can't wait to, to watch it once we, uh, I have some, a new, uh, HomePod audio setup I'm doing in our little entertainment room that we have. And once I get that all hooked up with the Apple TV, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stream the event on our oh, new yeah. comfy furniture. Nice. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's a, I think it was a good, a good event. It's going to be a good year for Apple. Um, definitely um, a huge leap forward for the phones. Um, you know, a good leap forward for the watches too, but the phones are really in in this type of event, mo- mainly the star of the show, and, and they didn't disappoint. Yeah, the phone's the thing that I'm 
the most excited about. And I, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm very attracted to the idea of a, a titanium phone. And I'm interested in this new action button. And yeah. I just think we're likely to see a lot more interesting stuff happening this year with the LiDAR and accessibility. And so I think it's going to be an exciting year. I'm looking forward to it. I think so too. And then I just saw, you know, a rumor now granted it is just a rumor at this point that that 2024 is really going to be apple's year in terms of entering the ai space and we know that when apple enters a space they tend to disrupt it and really make it their own so oh, for sure that's something to look forward to as well and oh we just got a text from from dr woodridge a little while ago um we're getting started in about 20 minutes right so i think he might have gotten the time <laughs> A bit off. <laughs> uh oh. Well, yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. But we'll get him on here next time. Oh, absolutely. So let's bring this to a wrap and hope that everyone who listens to the Tech Doctor podcast enjoys this recap of the event. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Allison. And we're going to be back before too awfully long with another Tech Doctor podcast. I don't know exactly yes. when, but we're going to do more than just after an event. So We're we gonna, are. It's always such a pleasure to podcast all, with you. It's always fun to do it with you as well. So we're going to make it happen a little more often. Yeah. Anyway, this is Robert, one of the Tech Doctors, saying so long for now. And this is Allison, one of the Tech Doctors, saying bye, everyone. <laughs>